The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Today on The Revolution, Jim and Trav are headed out and venturing into remote lands in search of exotic and dangerous game. And accompanying them will be professional hunters Ivan Carter and Jim Shockey, then Ron Spomer, as well as Mrs. Bunny. And it's presented to you by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Jim and Trav. The ghost and the darkness have come. I'm scared. We are hunting abroad with Mrs. Bunny. With Jim. We're hunting abroad. <laughs> Mrs. That, Bunny, how are you doing? Is that tonight? supposed to be mysterious? I don't know what it's supposed to be. Mysterious or sexy like or what that. is that? You <laughs> on a strange adventure. Now, that's just creepy. That's like sandbox in a pocket full of candy creepy. All right, we are talking about hunting abroad on today's show. Uh, that's always like, we're going on an adventure. On a deep adventure into Africa. Is there a jungle in Africa? There's got to be somewhere. Yeah, there, there's uh, rainforest. Right, there you go. All right, no, we were talking about hunting abroad on today's show. I'm pretty stoked. Who's in Cameroon? Uh, yeah. Uh, we're going to be joined by Ivan Carter with uh, Hornady Presents Dark and Dangerous with Ivan Carter. Check it out. Outdoor Channel Sundays at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. He's also got a uh, uh, Dallas Safari Club's tracks across Africa. Also, I think we're going to have a doubleheader with Jim Shockey. Yeah, we're hoping that he can stay on for that second one. Uh, Mr. Underwear himself of Canada. <laughs> uh, no, you got to check it out. He's got antique underwear. Open. Yeah, Jim Shockey's Uncharted going to be premiering. Wednesday, July 2nd, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. That is on Outdoor Channel as well. And we got Ron Spomer. He's just, he's he, with travel man about the world. Yeah. Ron Spomer. Ron Spomer Outdoors. Pretty he's cool guy. He's the gnome. Right. On, uh, he's the gnome. <laughs> All right, so Mrs. Buddy, what are you talking about? Anyway. Well. Oh, uh, by the way. Yes. This uh, little insight with uh, Mrs. Bunny is brought to you by Nissan. Nissan. Innovation that excites. Now that we got that out of the way, we can move on with the show. Mrs. Bunny, what are we talking about? Hunting abroad. Best places to hunt in the world. In the world. In the world. Encompassing the whole world. We're How many times world. does Kansas hit that list? Uh, zero. Oh, not a, man. No. Are these in any know, particular whatever. order? Not like affordable to most expensive. Nothing. No, it is completely just... um. Uh, random. random. Yes. I, I like think of, random. I couldn't think of the word. Okay, That's so. That's a tough word. It is. So, uh, let's start with kind of like African countries. Tanzania. Okay. Um, it has lots of national parks and game reserves, and it's been known as the African Hunter's Paradise. Tanzania. And it's considered to be one of the ultimate hunting destinations for anybody for all, all of a broad period. So, um, if you're looking for exotic games, you can hunt lion, buffalo, the Cape buffalo, um, and other exotic species like the Sitatunga. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, got one of those. <clears throat> Lesser Kunduk. Hanging up on the old mantle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, things like um, there's a reserve for rhinos. Um, lots of variety of game in Tanzania, a lot of the African countries. Uh, on to Mozambique, though. Uh, the wilderness is a little bit different there. It has thick forests, swamplands, and palm forests. And so that makes the terrain just a little bit different. And um, also the animals that you can hunt there. So... Um, Get- Excuse me, crocodile right there, too. Exactly, crocodile. Yeah, so you can do lion, leopard, um, cape, buffalo, elephant, um, and then more... Uh, other trophies would be uh, kudu, bushbuck, nyala, eland, crocodile. So South Africa in general, just overall, um, kind of you get back to your prime, your primeval roots in your natural world. You know, being at one with the environment. It's more. It's not not as many um, probably prestigious and uh, beautiful. Uh, You're saying it's uglier. No, no, no. I'm saying like like the hunting camps. They're not. They're not as more primitive, extravagant, as opulent. But uh, for those who are looking for more of a a natural experience, they say and that's that, what I had last year. Right. I was in South Africa and was very very nice, but uh, not not a lot of the um, native people there. I mean, there was workers there and so forth. But I'm talking about like villages and so forth. Didn't see those. They're mostly towns in South Africa. I'm right. so sorry you didn't have that experience. <laughs> All right, so I, move. 
moving on. No one has heard of your African trip. I don't even think we've done shows about it. <laughs> okay, so South enough Af- about you. <laughs> South Africa, you have Kruger National Park. Yeah. You've got, you know, you've got some of the highly uh, well-known areas. Um, but, you know, the game that you can hunt, some different game, um, the Nyala, Sunni, White Rhino, Gnu, uh, as well as a host of other Plains game animals and, uh, you know, Jim Hunted, K-Buffalo and Wildebeest and all of, you Warthog. know. Warthog. Yeah, exactly. Tons yeah, those are just a few of the different ones that you can that you can do. Mm-hmm. Now, did you find any cool places out of Africa? Yes. Okay, let's move okay. on to those. So let's do Montenegro. Oh, that's uh, an island, isn't it? Montenegro, yeah, kind of uh, moving on to Europe. It's located in southeastern Europe, and it's a small country, has relatively untouched landscape, um, really rugged countryside, lots of wildlife. Um, I can't even say the popular places. I'm not even going to try to butcher these names. Um, you got to be Bolshevik in order to do that. <laughs> yeah. So um, you're going to be hunting mostly a, a variety of bird species, um, quail, duck, turtle dove, and snipe. But there's also um, a wide variety of wild boar, bears, rabbits, chamois, and wolves. Wow. Um, all right. Get more wolves. What's another one? Belarus. Ah. A landlocked country, um, 11,000 immaculate lakes, and 40% of its land is covered with forests. So, <laughs> they say, suck like it, Minnesota. It'd, <laughs> it'd be like a... Uh, uh, Europe's answer to Minnesota. Yeah, exactly. You didn't listen to my joke. <laughs> what did you say? Suck it, Minnesota. <laughs> oh. Okay. So there is an echo in this room. The, the terrain there is mainly flat and it's marshy. And so um, what you're going to be hunting is um, European bison, oh. um, elk, red deer, um, roe deer, wild boar, wolf, as well as, you know, um, fishing and uh, bird hunting as well. But those would be like your main game species animals. Yeah, about- actually, if you get a roe deer, you can put him in a boat and he'll take you across the lake. Nick, Cam- does Cambodia make your list? Because I think Jim, he's going to mention he went to Cambodia. I know he's been there a lot of times, but. <laughs> Jim Jim Shockey. Not oh. <laughs> yeah, I right? Gonna... Yeah, I was there in, when I was Nam. <laughs> yeah. How, I, yes, you do have Cambodia. Yes, Cambodia. Uh, it was originally uh, banned in 1954 hunting. Um, the Cambodian government finally opened its doors to hunters um, in 2009. It hasn't been um, open that long. Um, so they are the government works together with locals to provide sustainable hunting and they offer jungle hunts where you can hunt oh. elephant reptiles and birds now i'm not sure what like kind a of reptiles or something huh? yeah maybe like a maybe like a komodo dragon that's kind of cool <laughs> wow i don't know <laughs> elephants reptiles and birds mainly though so yeah our right. favorite uh, land to the north canada lots of landscape uh, um to hunt uh, a lot of different things ontario for deer and waterfowl newfoundland for caribou and now, hair can't you hunt whales? Yeah, beluga whale. Yeah, yes. that's what I was thinking. Uh, yeah, caviar. Uh, moose, grouse, um, fishing expeditions, obviously, in the upper, uh, in the Yukon, upper Quebec, Quebec, you can hunt seal, Arctic fox, and the beluga whale. So, yeah. Mm. Kind of interesting. I Yeah, whale. One right. of the places I wanted to go is Argentina. Yeah. Now, uh, bird hunting. I was going to say, mainly Definitely. known for its bird hunting. Yeah. Um, however, um, bird, doves, pigeons, really well known for those. But um, also capybara, black buck, antelope, stags, pumas, and white water er, and water buffalo are uh, all offered there as well. Mm. How about well, Uruguay? Last one, Uruguay. Now, while Argentina is more popular than Uruguay as far as um, hunting goes, um, it has a lot to offer in the way of its terrain. It's made up of five wetland areas that are all complemented by forests and hills, and it makes um, good landscape for ducks, pigeons, and doves, and um, with its wetlands and rivers, you have good freshwater fishing. I thought you were going to say complemented by Phil Robertson. Yes, (laughs) those two. (laughs) His beard hangs on every corner. Gives you direction. All right, so just to uh, recap... Mrs. Bunny, yeah. you said Tanzania, Mozambique, South Africa, uh, Namibia, Montenegro, Montenegro, Belarus, Cambodia, uh, Canada, Argentina, and Uruguay. Yeah. Those are uh, popular destinations. Those are popular places to go hunting. Are you going to be hunting with Jim? <laughs> are we going to be hunting with you? You can. I wouldn't want to. I have before. It's not a pleasant experience. <laughs> we are talking, I don't know. We're talking about hunting abroad on today's show. Mrs. I wanna, Bunny. I want to ask you something. What? Who field dresses your deer? I do. (laughs) (laughs) He puts these little doily hats on him and Charles. Man. He's a nookerhead. So (laughs) we're talking about. All right, so we're talking about hunting abroad on today's show. Just now being joined in the Nissan Insight with Mrs. Bunny. 
Mrs. Bunny. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I I was I was waiting. I didn't know what I was the, supposed to say. No, there's another Mrs. Bunny in the oh, room. I don't know. That's such a common name. You said just now being joined. I thought. You were oh no, I'm, I'm sorry. We else. we 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 were just joined by Mrs. Yes. Bunny. Yes. All right. Now past tense. You're I'm welcome. Sorry. Yeah. No, that you're was great. welcome. You picked out some you're really good places. After the fact. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> let's just move on because you're kind of sucking right now. <laughs> All right. So after the break, we're going to be joined by uh, Ivan Carter. Got to make sure you check him out on Hornady Presents Dark and Dangerous. Love it, uh, Outdoor Channel, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Don't miss it. Also, uh, Dial Safari Club's Tracks Across Africa. He's the host of that. going to be coming up uh, Q3 Sundays, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're also going to have Jim Shockey, Rob Spoma. Good stuff. Big thank you, though. Who do they go to? Hey, it goes to uh, Nissan. Also, Outdoor Channel, Ruger, High Mountain Seasoning, Extreme, Extreme Beam. And Cabela's World's Foremost Outfitter. Uh, Mrs. Bunny, thank you so much for talking to us a little bit ago. You betcha. All right, here is a word from Mark. Don't go anywhere, or Jim will bite your toes. All right, we're talking about hunting broad on today's show. We will return with Ivan Carter in just a minute. Outdoor Channel's Moment of Fact. Born in southern Rhodesia, now Zimbabwe, Ivan Carter is considered in both hunting and conservation circles as one of the world's foremost experts on the African elephant. And as a professional hunter, Ivan holds a license in several African countries, and he's moments away from calling in. Now for more outdoor action and tips on hunting abroad, check us out at OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution. Outdoor Channel presents an unforgettable journey into the unknown. We're about to go hunt a very, very dangerous animal. We've been to many places in the world that you feel discomfort because you know you're not welcome. This place, nobody's welcome. The Outdoor Channel original series, Uncharted. Hell, maybe we shouldn't be here. Maybe this is the one time when we push too far. Coming this July to Outdoor Channel. The Nissan Frontier is loaded with features perfect for any outdoorsman, like tons of power from a 261-horsepower V6 engine, plus a new feature we're trying out, the game call horn. There's elk, turkey, and mule deer. We're still working on that one. But the Frontier does have the first-in-class Utilitrack cargo-carrying system to strap down your big game. Though cool, the game call horn is not a real feature of the Frontier. Nissan. Innovation that excites. Available features. 2014 Ward Segmentation Small Pickup Class. Properly secure all cargo. You don't have to go to extremes to get your dad's face to beam at your Father's Day gift. Just get him an extreme beam LED flashlight like the TAC-24. It has no compromise optics that make a brighter, tighter beam that can reach farther and run longer. TAC-24 from Extreme Beam. Because he's your dad. So why should he settle for less? Go to www.extrembeam.com and order today for delivery by Father's Day. Extreme Beam, the power to outperform. What is it? 110 degrees in here? The unrelenting heat has scorched the Earth's surface. It's like Africa hot. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. And we're back. Hunting abroad. Yeah, if no? you just... You don't like that? I, yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of nice. <laughs> I need to stop. You're probably not going to get a job with nah, it. Nah, not really. Honey hey, brought on today's show, though. Yeah, if you're just joining us, you missed old Miss Bunny, and she was talking about the greatest places to hunt in the world. Leading the charge was actually Tanzania, Mozambique, South Africa, and then Namibia. Oh, we even went to Cambodia. You only brought yeah, out Africa. Cambodia, we went to uh, Uruguay and, yeah. and a lot people, of those places. Patagonia. Can we fast forward to the song? <laughs> <laughs> Gonna take a lot to drag me away. <laughs> Toto. Who doesn't love Toto? Right. More than life itself. So we are talking about hunting abroad on today's show. Sorry about that. Uh, just now being joined, though, by uh, the lovely, as Jim would say, I ever lovely. Got to check him out on uh, Hornady Presents Dark and Dangerous with Ivan Carter on Outdoor Channel. Uh, that Sunday's uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Got to check out the show. But, the, I mean, Dark and Dangerous is pretty much a theme-based series, Ivan, dedicated entirely uh, to the pursuit of Africa's Big Seven, and that's elephant, cape buffalo, leopard, lion, uh, rhino, as well as some aquatic heavyweights uh, like hippo and the Nile crocodile. Yeah, don't forget tilapia. Yeah, tilapia. Big ones there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But, Ivan, of all of the animals that you've harvested, and you have actually got a it for all of seven of these, uh, what, what really tested your pucker power? What got the adrenaline going the most? 
You know, any animal that, whether, whether it's by humans or, or anything else that has been wounded previously, you know, what one has always got to keep in mind, a, a Cape buffalo or, a, or an elephant or, a, you know, a lion or, or anything like that, that, you know, truly is a dangerous game animal. It's, got a, it's an animal that when cornered is going to charge you and it's going to try and kill you. Um, you know, it's much more situational rather than species specific, which yeah. is the most dangerous. But, you know, anytime you're crawling around in, in thick, deep bush with low light around danger, game you 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 certainly know you're alive i'll tell you that much now uh, i mean i kind of want to dip into the conservation uh for a second we are talking about hunting abroad on today's show being joined by ivan carter with a uh, horny d presents dark and dangerous with ivan carter that's outdoor channel every uh, sunday night 6 p.m eastern time also want to mention dallas safari clubs uh tracks across africa that's going to be uh, starting uh in the third quarter on outdoor channel you know Conservation and hunting, I mean, it does so much for uh, conservation everywhere, uh, especially in Africa. But there's a lot of people that say that that's such a joke. Less than 3% of the money actually goes towards conservation. The meat just gets wasted. But that is not true. And nobody knows this better than you, Ivan. The, just what beneficial things um, come about from hunting. Why don't you kind of share that uh, with us and our listeners? You know, I think one of the most important things that happens when you hunt a, hunt a species, any species around the globe, is you're giving that animal value. Yeah. Based on the fact that most of my travel is into the third world, you know, anything that can provide a financial return has got a future. If yeah. you, you know, and some of these areas are so wild and remote that they're not really conducive for just, you know, your photographic tourist, somebody who wants to go and take great photos of a lion lying in the Serengeti or, you know, take great photos of a herd of elephants coming to a waterhole. A lot of the hunting areas, as you yourself have experienced, you know, it takes a lot to find the game in those areas, not because the game is scarce, but because they, they do live in these, these thick brush areas, which means that the only income that that game can generate is usually through hunting. So I think as a very broad and the most important part of that is the hunters give that game value. That value in turn totally secures that animal's future. The quotas are very carefully set and the, the mm-hmm. third world governments totally understand where those hunting dollars are coming from. And so, you know, it gives them the incentive to protect the game. And, and, you know, I think as a, as a, I'm going to say secondary, but it's just as an important thing to mention is every single mouthful of edible meat that comes from the hunted game is fully utilized, if not just by the camp staff, by the local communities as well. So, you know, you've got local communities that no matter which way you look at it, we're all going to feed our families in one way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. If we're not able to feed our families legally, guess what we're going to be doing? We're going to be poaching from the local national park or from the local hunting areas. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you as a professional hunter, your number one job is to make sure that your hunter is safe at all times. And we do know that that's uh, absolutely you, correct. Yeah. And we do know that from time to time things happen out there. But at the same time, I was watching you on a program tracks across Africa and uh, here comes this charging bull elephant and you're standing there. And I wanted to say, run, Ivan, run, you know, but the fact of the matter is there must have been something in that animal in the way that he charged that you, you stood knew. your ground. Yeah. And you knew that he was, it, it was, was a bluff, bluff charge. Yeah. Bluff yeah. charge. You know, I think that one of the most dangerous pitfalls we all fall into is, you know, giving animals personality. Because as soon as you start thinking that you can read their personality, you, you're probably going to be in for a world of hurt next time you try and talk to one of them. But the reality <laughs> is, there's a lot of really good, there, there, there's a lot of really good outward readable body language signs that one can read with a lot of the dangerous game, not just elephant. And so, you know, it's actually once you've, you've approached, you know, many thousands of elephants, you start to realize that there's certain things to look for in a charging elephant, which will indicate, you know, whether they're serious or not. Now, I will say this, that can change in a second, depending on your behavior. I want to just give you a quick analogy. If you Mm -hmm. walk out of a restaurant and there was some guy trying to break into your car and you yelled out at him and the first thing he did was stand to his full height and come walking towards you and challenge you, you'd probably back right into that restaurant. However, if he turned to run, you would probably run after him and catch him and arrest him. And it's exactly the same scenario with an, with an elephant. If, if you stand your ground and you really just get to your full height and confront him, that is exactly the opposite of what that animal is expecting. And he does have the intelligence 
to read that. And I'm not saying that that works every single time. And I don't really want to talk about the times it doesn't work because we need the laundry service soon after that. <laughs> but, but let me tell you, it, it, it really does work. And I think it goes for a lot of animals as well. I mean, you know, even down to an attack dog. An mm-hmm. attack dog is far more likely to bite you if you run away from it than if you run towards it. You know, though, I have lived with my wife for years, and I'm terrible at reading body language. I mean, really terrified of her, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I have every well, right to be. She's like a bipolar elephant. But how well, do you... let me just tell you, next time she comes in at full charge, just try and stand up to your full height and shout. And she, she, she just let me know how that turns out for you. <laughs> if not, I'll give her your number. Hey, we've got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Ivan Carter. That's the intrepid Ivan Carter. And uh, he has Hornady Presents... Dark and dangerous. That's right. I got to check it out on Outdoor Channel uh, Sundays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, want to mention Dallas Safari Club's Tracks Across Africa. That's going to be uh, premiering in the third quarter uh, Sundays at 5:30 uh, p.m. Eastern Time. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. We're talking about hunting abroad on today's show. Coming up next, we got Jim Shockey with his brand new series, Uncharted. Mister Ivan, thank you so much, buddy. Well, I appreciate very much the opportunity, and you let me know how that charging wife deal goes. <laughs> He's going to shoot her with a nitro. I will do that. Here's a quick word from Mark, and a big thank you to uh, Nissan, Outdoor Channel, Ruger, High Mountain Seasonings, Cabela's, and Extreme Beam. Don't go anywhere. Once again, we are returning with Jim Shockey. See you in a minute. Nissan's hunting insight with professional hunter Jim Shockey is moments away. And believe it or not, Jim is the first and only hunter in the world to complete the North American Super Slam and Ultimate Slam using only a muzzleloader. And be sure to share your hunting moments with us by posting your pics on Facebook.com forward slash Adventures of Dad and Me. And we'll return in a moment. Outdoor Channel presents Bottom Feeders. If you're not willing to put it all on the line, it isn't worth having. Three teams of commercial fishermen battle Mother Nature. Get everything out of here as fast as we can! And each other. Someone's here to sabotage us. All in pursuit of the big haul. Look at all them fish! It's a big deal. Stop, stop, stop! It's the rest of my life. The chase is on. It's a good way to make a living if you're nuts. Bottom Feeders, presented by Ram Trucks. Friday nights, 8.30 Eastern, only on Outdoor Channel. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. The Ruger American Rimfire Rifle combines features of the Ruger American Rifle and innovations of the 1022 Rimfire Rifle to appeal to all bolt-action enthusiasts. It features a modular stock system that provides comb height options for scope or iron sight use. A power bedding integral bedding block system for outstanding accuracy. A Ruger Marksman adjustable trigger. And a 1022 style rotary magazine for reliable feeding. The Ruger American Rimfire Rifle. Another rugged, reliable firearm from Ruger. Outdoor adventure and great eating go hand in hand with all of High Mountain Seasonings jerky kits, snacking sticks, buckboard bacon, camp meals, rubs and shakers, marinades, and more. Go to HIMTNJerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 today. Get ready. All communication lines are clear. Let's begin. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Hey, before the break, we heard from Ivan Carter. And, of course, he has a couple of great shows on Outdoor Channel. He cries a lot when yeah. he's around our next guest. He's so intimidated by Jim Shockey. Who wouldn't be? Everybody is. Anyways, we're just now being joined by Jim Shockey. You know how he how looks I, up to him, too. Yeah, you know how I actually prepared for this interview? How's that? I was playing uh, Cabela's Big Game uh, Hunter Pro Hunts edition, their video game. That's a great game. <laughs> now, Jim, you're actually a character in this video game, aren't you? Yeah, that's what I understand. I, I, I haven't... Uh actually seen it well I, you know actually i've i've never seen a video game I don't, <laughs> but, but they say i'm on it you know that's kind of like uh weird because you can live vicariously through yourself then <laughs> if, you, if you were you playing your own game yeah. that, that is kind of strange holy we, crap the bear bit my leg off yeah we want to mention your new show uncharted is premiering wednesday july 2nd this is actually going to be an hour-long show 7 p.m eastern time um, on Outdoor Channel. Now, let, let's get into this. There's an amazing uh, quote that you say, uh, maybe we shouldn't be here. Maybe this is the one time 
uh, when we push too far, Jim. And if you think about that, obviously, I mean, you're you're a diehard hunter. Everybody knows that. You're an you're, adrenaline junkie. You're an adrenaline junkie. This is what you love to do. And you love to go to these places so people can live vicariously through you. Places that they may never get the chance to go, you bring that to them in their homes. But when you think about it, what you said is true. When... When you push too far, Mother Nature, the elements, anything, people can push back, uh, and that could be your last adventure. Yeah, I, I hope Luigi is not listening. <laughs> <laughs> kind of deep. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, you you play when whenever you're excuse me traveling to these remote places, you're always playing on the edge. Yeah, but it, it's. I can I can honestly say I I don't feel fear. That's not something I feel, but I, I do stay wide awake. Uh, you know, for every single step, I tell you know the cameramen that are with me. Just you you have to know every move you make, and and that you know like I liken it to climbing to the top of one of the eight thousand meter peaks. Yeah, you, you're not you know you know there's objective dangers that you just can't avoid, but you know, you can avoid everything else. You know, everything that is in control, you control it. And then, you know, I guess in a way it's a bit of a throw of the dice on what what objective danger you, you bump into or, or bumps into you on those trips. Yeah, well, I, I, I've followed you over the years. And, of course, the last time you were on, honestly, God, I think it was about four or five years ago you were on the show. But you have been to so many uh, exotic places, you know, what, uh, maybe Kurdistan or some of these uh, stand countries. And uh, uh, how do you know when you have crossed the line into Iran or Iraq or wherever? Uh, you're out there and there's a guy out there and he's got his GPS and you got yours. And you said, nope. I'm right. How do you? How, how much do you trust your GPS? <laughs> really? Well, you know, it, when you're in those areas and you know you're you know you're not you're not um, figuratively blind. You know you're you know you're near a border, even if it's you know Kyrgyzstan with China. Yeah. Um, you know you know you're near a border. So so you. I I'm, I, I start spidey senses going off whenever we start approaching <laughs> a, a height of land. Yeah. So any, any crossing over any height of land is is always a concern. Uh, you know, we were hunting in the Caucasus Mountains one time on Azerbaijan, and you know, the far other side is Russia. And you know, there's there's wow. always tensions in those countries, especially when you're hitting international borders. And and I know that we were probably two to three hundred yards away from the border, Jeez. in my estimation. And you know, you just you just don't don't cross over again. It's it's five rules that I I follow whenever I'm out there, and that's safety, 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 and safety. So so if I see some Helmets peeking up over a ridge. <laughs> you know that that's probably not the place you want to go over and, and have a chat and a cup of coffee. But so you just, you just be aware and you don't you know you just don't do dumb things. Be be um, switched on, tuned in to the place you're at. They're dangerous places. Yeah. Once again, we want to mention uh, Jim Shockey's Uncharted, an Outdoor Channel original series, uh, premiering Wednesday, July second, seven p.m. Eastern time on Outdoor uh, Channel. Yeah, hour long on Outdoor Channel. You know, you're talking about being prepared and controlling, uh, Jim, the things that you can control. But you know, I know what to expect when I'm going to Iowa, when I'm possibly <laughs> going to like Alaska, or something. You know, been there. It's comfortable. It's safe. But when you're going across the, the pond and you're going into the unknown in uncharted territories uh, like you guys do, there is so many unknown things that you can't prepare for in situations, obviously, every time that you get thrown into that you never thought would arise. And how do you keep your team so calm and collected? I know if it was you alone, Jim, that's one thing. But, I mean, you got a whole entourage of people around you to produce and, and to and capture protect. and to protect how do you keep everyone so calm and collected? Uh, you know, I often leave my black cowboy hat at home when I go to those places. <laughs> yeah, and and you just you just you try not to make a, a big ripple when you're there, and 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 so that that's the the first thing. Mm -hmm. um, and and the other thing is, that I, I tell the cameraman that it's it's not really dangerous, <laughs> and they believe me. So there you go. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> I guess that's uh, that's the. The number one thing, if if you feel fear, you'll show fear. Yeah, and and I, I mean, a, a, any predator recognizes that, and I don't care if it's a a lion or or a human predator. If you feel fear, you can't hide it. So so the guys, that's the number one thing. It's just no, everybody just be calm because 
really truly our, our lives depend on it. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I I've you know been to various places and as as a broadcaster, writer, and so forth. Sometimes the guide and outfitter will kind of say, "Hey, X Y Z is coming to, into camp this week." Do you find that uh, you have to uh, kind of school the people that are taking you out to say, "Hey, we're going incognito this time." Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, that's the other thing too. I mean, the guys there that we travel with, uh, they're the hunters are, are a kindred spirit around the world. So, so the the richest, fanciest royalty leader of whatever country, if he's a hunter, he's still a hunter. And, yeah. and, I mean, you guys are hunters. I'm a hunter. The king of whatever is a hunter. If we get together, you'd never know that he's the king of wherever. He, he, he's just a hunter. So the, these guys, they want, they're proud of their hunting heritage in their country, even though the politics and the religion and the civil strife may be, you know, far, far different than what we're used to over here. I mean, we're, we're, we have the best of the best over here. So, you know, even though there's all those differences, they're still proud about their hunting. So you're safe. Yeah. And, and they want to show you the best time they possibly can. You bet. Hey, Jim, we got to hold it right there. Uh, we're talking with Jim Shockey, and he has a brand new program on Outdoor Channel called Uncharted. It's premiering July 2nd at 7 o'clock Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Great man, great show. We are hunting abroad. Got to get to a break. Uh, second part of the interview is coming up in a minute. Jim, you got a, a moment to stick around? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, no problem. All right, cool. Big thank you, though. Outdoor Channel, Ruger, High Mount Seasonings, Cabela's, and Nissan Extreme Beam. I think that's about it. Here's a word from Mark. We'll be back in a minute with Jim Shockey. Don't miss the second half of Nissan's doubleheader with Jim Shockey right after the break. And did you know that aside from his professional hunting career, Jim deals in art and antiques, and his collections have appeared several times in the Country Living and Century Home magazines. So be sure to follow us at twitter.com forward slash underscore OTN, and we'll be back right after the break. It's been said that the history of weapons is indeed the history of the world. Gun Stories, hosted by Joe Montaigne. We go behind the barrel with historians, shooters, and experts. A riveting journey through the history of firearms. These are the three finest American shotguns ever made. Clint Eastwood's got this gun. I gotta have one. Midway USA's Gun Stories, coming in July on Outdoor Channel. Meet the gun that almost won the West. When I'm backpacking in the mountains, I like to travel light. That's why I carry Camp Chef's ready-made gourmet outdoor meals. These freeze-dried meals cook right in the pouch. Just add water. With menu choices like cheesy lasagna, teriyaki chicken with rice, and more, these meals taste great. And with a shelf life of seven years, they're also perfect as an emergency food supply at home. Look for Camp Chef's ready-made gourmet meals at a sporting goods store near you or at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. Big bucks, big bulls, 148 hunting stories, hundreds of photos, Colorado's biggest bucks and bulls. Call 719-661-4037 today. All right, finally, some excitement. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. You're listening to the Revolution with Jim and Trav, and we're talking with Jim Shockey about hunting abroad, and he has a brand new program on Outdoor Channel July 2nd called Uncharted. It's going to be premiering Uncharted July 2nd. Outdoor that is Channel. 7 p.m. Eastern time on Outdoor Channel. Also got to check out Jim Shockey's Hunting Adventures. That's every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Now, this is the second part of our interview two-parter here. Now, true story, don't deny it, you watch Antique Roadshow, don't you, Jim? <laughs> That's my favorite show on television. <laughs> we got to get that move to Outdoor Channel. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I, you know, I, I, I mean, maybe it's really nerdy, but uh, <laughs> but if I'm flipping through the channels, I mean, let's, let's face it, there's not a lot to watch on television these days. The sports and and the, and the Antiques Roadshow and, of course, Duck Dynasty. There you go. <laughs> That's yeah. all you need. Yeah. Now, a question for you. When you're out there, uh, and in some of these stand countries, it may not be able to happen, but maybe in South Africa or um, Cameroon or wherever, do you ever hire bodyguards? That's a tough question because because I can't, you know, I, I don't, I don't, Phone ahead and say, "Hey, bodyguard service, can you have some waiting there?" But, yeah. but uh, we absolutely travel with with armed guards often, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And, and that's that's just that's just because you have to. If you, if you're anything different than normal, you're a target. Yeah. And we we just travel through Pakistan, top to bottom, side to side. I mean, every single state there, and we 
had at least five to six police, quote unquote, oh, with us, you know, really? With AK 47s. I mean, they, oh. you know, so we, we, we try, you know, sirens, I mean, they don't slow down for anything because as soon as you slow down again, you're a bit of a target. So, yeah, definitely we, we travel. And then remember, too, that I'm armed when I'm over there. So, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, there, there's a lot softer targets for. For those guys to go after the bad guys. Yeah. Now, question for you. Okay. I mean, I can go to my local supermarket and I, I, I'm meticulous about picking out my groceries. When I leave half the time, I forget most of my stuff. I know that has happened to you guys. I mean, you're, you're traveling so much that the airport loses something, a gun, camera. What is some of the wildest? Cameraman. Yeah. Cameraman, <laughs> possibly your, your shoes. I don't know. What are some of the wildest things uh, that have happened in, uh, to you guys uh, during your travels? You know, we were stuck in, well, British Airways lost my luggage traveling through London Heathrow to Bishkek, Kyrgyzstan. And uh, we we ended up being in Bishkek when they were, it was a, it was a pretty serious bombing going on in, in, the, really? the, in the Middle East there. So we... We were basically locked in a compound for ten days. Oh, oh my, no way! That's all you could just stay in the compound and walk around. And I, <laughs> my, I had nothing other than what I carried out with me on the flight. So, oh. you know, and it was it was winter. It was cold, and uh, I mean, ten days. We finally one bag showed up. I had my firearm. I borrowed a whole bunch of uh, ex-Russian clothing, and and away we went. So we we actually got to hunt for. 14 days on the on the very last day in the hunting camp my last bag showed up <laughs> with, with my clothes so i mean you know that was it was it's kind of funny now looking back on it but it, it sure as heck wasn't funny uh at back the, then yeah at the yeah. time when he when he says his uh, his uh clothes didn't show up it was 27 neckerchiefs <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what didn't show up now once again we're talking about uh jim shockey's uncharted uh premiering wednesday july 2nd uh 7 p.m Eastern time on outdoor channel we also want to mention jim shockey's hunting adventures uh that is every uh sunday 8 p.m Eastern time that is sunday night gotta check it out now you had said um, Uncharted doesn't necessarily mean going to some vast unknown place. I mean, Uncharted can be in your backyard. It's sometimes a feeling that you get. Can you kind of uh, uh, expound exp- on that? Yeah, explain that to us. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's the thing. Like for me, you know, I, I've obviously traveled a lot, so I, going to some remote, faraway place that virtually no Westerners have seen. You know, that's an uncharted place, but, but there's also, you know, uncharted doesn't necessarily mean you have to go that far, right? Yeah. You know, going up into the Yukon, into an unexplored river that probably the last person that went through there was the Mad Trapper. I mean, that, that, you know, that's also an uncharted place, but, but then there's this, the, that symbolic uncharted place that every single one of us has inside of us that, that you have to face that. Now, it may be a fear of going outside in the dark. Maybe, you know, for some people, walking out in a, in a field at nighttime is, mm-hmm. is, is scary. You know, that's an uncharted place for that person. So each and every one of us knows what that uncharted place is. Now, normally we, you know, we, we closet it away and close it off and find a happy place. We don't go there. Yeah. So uncharted means exploring inside yourself sometimes. I mean, it can be as simple as talking in, in, a, in, in public. You know that's an uncharted place for you or for that person. So it's you know you, you have to you have to really know yourself and and face those fears. And once you do, you'll be stronger for it. You know it doesn't mean you have to go to the ends of the earth. It it may be literally facing somebody that that uh, you have an apology to make to. You know that's an uncharted place. So it, so it's you know it doesn't have to be the furthest corner of this earth. Do you yeah. feel like a stranger in your own home? I mean, you've gone so much, you have to. Yeah, that uncharted place could be your backyard. You have a mower in a month. I, I think technically I'm I'm of no fixed address. I'm just a <laughs> wonder. You know, the, the thing is, I end up paying taxes in every single country just about because you can literally claim I'm a resident there more than here. Wow, one last question before we go. Uh, I w- watched one of your episodes where one of your, I think it was your cameraman, slipped on a slope 
and actually had to be, I, I'm thinking, life-lighted. I could be wrong. But nevertheless, the care that you had for that person that worked for you, I mean, you made your way to the hospital and made sure that he was fine. Uh, you know, going to all of these different places, the the burden that's on your shoulders for all the people around you, even even like the security guys, you know, you got to feel for those guys as well because they're the ones who are going to take a bullet for you. Especially when your kids are along with you. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, as a parent, I mean, you know, I'm fixing to have four kids and it's a when I go to town, I feel that. And I'm sure you do, too. Any parent would. It's a, you know, that's the toughest for me. I mean, I, you know, I've lived an incredible life. And I, I literally have no regrets. I yeah. Mean, if I die tomorrow, it's like, OK, you know, <laughs> what, what complaints can I possibly have? But but the, the my biggest worry is is the people that are under my care that trust in me, believe in me, let alone if it's your own son or daughter on the trip so it, that, that's the heaviest burden that I that I bear and I, I just I, I hope I hope and I pray that nothing ever happens to these you know young people on my watch so you know my my responsibility yes it's heavy but it's it's also uh one that I'm, you know, I accept, and, and it's a tough one. Yeah. Hey, we've been talking with Jim Shockey, and of course, he has a new program called Uncharted, and it premieres a Wednesday, July second at seven o'clock on Outdoor Channel. Also, make sure you check out Jim Shockey's hunting adventures, uh, currently airing on Outdoor Channel every Sunday night, eight p.m. Eastern Time. Two great shows. I'm excited about Uncharted coming out. I want a bobblehead of Jim Shockey. Uh, there you go. Uh, big <laughs> shout out for the people that made this interview happen: Outdoor Channel, Ruger, High Mountain Seasonings, Cabela's, and Extreme Beam. How about Nissan. Nissan is another great Nissan. No, Jim, want to say, though, man, uh, thanks for the great programming and advice uh, that you have provided as outdoorsmen and women throughout the years, man, and we greatly look forward to your new show coming out. Well, thank you to everybody that watches and listens. That, uh, that allows me to continue doing what I'm doing, so it's a little a little selfish, but uh, no, I really appreciate everyone that's out there watching. You bet. All right, cool. Got to get to a break. Uh, here is word from Mark. Ron Spomer, there's a letdown. Uh, he's coming up next. <laughs> Outdoor Channel's Moment of Fact. Cape buffalo are reported to kill more hunters in Africa than any other animal, and the hide on the bull buffalo's neck is as thick as two inches in places, which protects it during battles with other bulls for dominance. So ready yourself for more hunting abroad with outdoor great Ron Spomer, and remember to hit up our Tuesday, Thursday podcasts at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. We are starting out our season with a bag. For Lee and Tiffany, it was love at first shot. I'm sitting here admiring Lee's big bull. Wait all year for this hunt. Big bull dog. Now they're a match made in outdoor heaven. I've been practicing my calling. Oh, no. <laughs> We're about ready to put a big buck in the truck. Besides a big buck, what else do you need? Crush with Lee and Tiffany. Sunday nights at 730 Eastern on Outdoor Channel. That thing is going to be good. Located in the heart of Maui's premier resort, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon. Enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. You could be admitted to the strangest, most bizarre world imaginable. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Hey, folks, before the break, we were listening to Jim Shockey talk about the great time he's having out there all over the world, Trev. Great time he's having out there. It was a two-parter. <laughs> we are talking about hunting abroad on today's show. Just now, I, I, I retract my statement. I'm not disappointed that Ron's on. No, I am disappointed. Anyways, we're just now being joined by Ron Spomer, the most notorious outdoor writer there is, television host, all-around good guy, and chef. 
Uh, Mr. Ron, how's it going, buddy? You got to knock that stuff off. You're going to start to give me a complex. <laughs> At least another one. Mean about the TV personality? No, we're talking about, you know, hunting. No, I'm the chef. <laughs> we're talking about hunting abroad on today's show. And when I think about hunting dangerous game, uh, the image of you in that massive hippo that you took, was that last year? Yes, that was just last year. That was amazing. I'll never forget when I saw that photo. Beautiful photo taken of you in the middle of a river with this giant hippo. And, I mean, that's kind of what you, when I think of a, a, a safari or hunting dangerous game, that's what I envision in my head, you standing in a river. No, um, but <laughs> that, that hippo was massive, Ron. Yeah, it was unbelievably huge. I, what impresses me about those African guides and scouts is the way they're able to judge the size of the animals. They come so close with their estimates all the time. And all we saw on this one was the head of it in the river, bobbing up and down. And they said immediately, that is an old, old, big bull. And boy, you've got to have some experience to be able to tell that. Yeah. Well, in, in traveling abroad, I mean, we have talked uh, considerably about the, the dangerous game, but there's a lot of game that you can actually harvest out there. You go to Australia, you can get the tar, you can get uh, the, is it the Rusa deer? Uh, and, uh, yeah, they've got some Rusa up north. Yeah. And then, of course, you go to South America, you've got the, the red stag and so forth. So you can travel and hunt non-dangerous game, but it seems like everybody kind of leans toward that dangerous game. And of course, we've talked about the, uh, dangerous seven now. They include the, uh, crocodile. Uh, what do you consider to be the most dangerous of all of them? I really is the hippo. Re- is really? It really? Yeah. Yeah. I did some research and hippos kill between 2000 and 3000 animals. In Africa, every year, holy cow! Lions about two hundred, crocodiles about two hundred. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, big, big difference. Yeah, man. What, what do they do? Bite the boat in two and then sit on them, or what? <laughs> that actually happened. Yeah, <laughs> they almost bit our canoe in two one time. But the guy we were with said, "Yeah, just a few years before we got there, some tourists were out in the Zambezi River, and an angry hippo came right at them and literally bit their canoe in half. So you had the stern guy going under on his end and the bow man going under on his end. Oh. Fortunately, the hippo only had the canoe to eat. Oh, my God. That's crazy. An angry hippo. That's my (laughs) (laughs) mother-in-law. That's not even a joke, Ron. Uh, Before we go on with this, buddy, to find out more about you, uh, your writings, everything is really tremendous. You're such a fascinating man. Uh, Where can we find you online, Mr. Ron? Well, go to ronspomeroutdoors.com, that'll get you to the website, and from there you can see uh, videos and read articles and blogs and just about everything. Uh, I'm on Facebook, just punch my name in there. Come on and be my buddy. I need friends. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now, now, when you go to Africa, of course, you take your, your weapons and so forth. When you're going with Dangerous Game, you have to have something better or at least a 375 H&H. Uh, but mm-hmm. most of the animals over there can actually be killed, even an elephant with a 30 out 6 can't they? Yeah, you know, it's not legal to hunt elephant with a small cartridge like that. But as far as efficiency, I always tell folks if they're going to Africa, they're either on a limited budget or they don't want to work with a recoil of a dangerous game rifle, something really big, you can do just fine with a thirty out six or anything in that class. If you've got a good deer rifle that you're accurate with and you use the right bullets, you can go to Africa and hunt just about everything but buffalo, elephant, maybe hippo. You know, when Jimbo went over, he took that uh, 470 Nitro Express. Well, I mean, just such a fantastic gun. But, I mean, it really is a cannon, okay? Do you think that um, it's a bit of an overkill? Because, I mean, if you shoot that thing a couple of times, you're like, I, I don't care how tough it's you are. Punishing. You're going to feel it. Um, do you yeah, think that absolutely. you can have a little overkill sometimes? I do. To me, overkill is when you're no longer capable of controlling the rifle accurately. Mm. And at that point, you might as well use a smaller, lighter caliber. I had an elephant outfitter over there, one of the best, who's taken a lot of elephants and guided a lot of people to elephants. And he said, I don't care if you use a 700 Nitro Express or a 375 H&H, you've got to hit the brain to kill that animal instantly. Mm-hmm. So why endure the recoil of the really big kicking rifles if you can kill it with the right bullet out of a three seventy five? Yeah. Well, you know, Ruark uh, said, use enough gun. And, you know, everybody said, I got to get bigger. But it's not necessarily yeah. the case. It's just bullet placement. Yeah. Yeah. Back in Ruark's day, they didn't have the great bullets we've got today. So they had some penetration problems. 
it wasn't that there wasn't enough energy in those old rounds. They just weren't using the right bullets all the time. <laughs> now, how about uh, ammunition? Okay, when you are buying ammunition for that uh, uh, 470, it's quite pricey. And do you think that maybe, I mean, how much ammunition do you want to take over there? Because let's face it, if you're going to buy a couple boxes, you're going to drop a lot of money. What? what how much yeah. ammunition do you think uh, the average person should take? They always tell you to bring 40 to 60 rounds per rifle. Wow. I have never used that many. It's nice to have them, but you've got the weight, and you're dragging them around, and as you say, that stuff is expensive. If, when I went over last time with a 458 lot, I just took one box. I had 10 soft points and 10 solids, uh-huh. and I think I came back with uh, 18 of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't really shoot them all out, but if you do, of course, then you want them because you don't just walk down to the local 7-Eleven and buy ammunition in Africa. Wait, 40 to 60 rounds? How many times are you going to shoot at an elephant? I mean, unless you're going to take a lot of game, which, you know, some people do, but that just seems a bit excessive. I, I agree, and that's why when they said 40 to 60, I figured, well, they're just talking about your average planes game rifle for, for culling uh, antelope or something. In a 30-06 or a 7-Rem mag or something, that would make some sense that maybe you have that many rounds, but even if I'm just playing game hunting and taking five to eight species of antelope and some warthogs or something, I don't ever remember going through 20 rounds in a box while I was hunting. Mm-hmm. Now, you want a few for sighting, and when you get there, make sure everything's still working. And then if something happens, you drop a rifle, you might have to sight in again. So you've got to kind of fudge it and bring a few more extras along. But on a big rifle like that, a buffalo or an elephant, yeah, you're probably going to shoot once or twice at most. The uh, pH is going to back you up. So it's just not like you're going to be running around dropping hundreds of elephants for a pulling operation. <laughs> <laughs> you bet. Well, hey, Ron, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Ron Spomer. Of course, this guy is a hunter extraordinaire, a prolific writer and so forth. And if we'd like to find out more about you, Ron, where do we go? RonSpomerOutdoors.com. That's where you got to go. Hop online, Google the man, follow him on Facebook, all that good stuff. Well, hey, we're the revolution. We are proudly you, you brought to you. You can lurk with him, too. Yeah, proudly brought to you by Outdoor Channel Nissan, High Mountain Seasonings, Cabela's, and Ruger. Uh, how about Extreme Beam? Extreme Beam. Yep, don't go anywhere. We will return in just a minute. Here's a quick word from Mark. Mr. Ron, man, thank you so much, buddy. Thank you, guys. Outdoor Channel's Moment of Fact. According to Ed Adobe, chairman of the Zimbabwe Wildlife Advisory Council, ecotourists may outnumber hunters, but hunters outspend them by at least $15 million. When ecotourists come in, they whisk around in a Jeep for a couple days, wine and dine, and leave. And hunters stay longer. They pay trophy fees and guides, and the meat from animals killed goes to local villages, along with their skins and bones that can be used for clothing, arts, and crafts. And if you haven't already, be sure to sign up for our free e-newsletter by emailing us at radio at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. You see, even in daylight, this place still looks a bit sinister. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsors. we also like to thank our 430 affiliate stations, our advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible, like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, our producer Mark Canary, and Frank, the sound guy. Yes, also Ivan Carter, Ron Spubber, Jim Shockey, Mrs. Bunny, though. Thank you so much. You betcha. Thanks for coming back for the close. I don't know why. Just <laughs> happened to stop in. Yeah, know? stop in. Yeah. Donut break. All right. Uh, big thank you to everybody that did listen for participating in today's broadcast. We love you. God bless you. Your local news and weather is coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Peace out. been a production of Outdoor Trails Radio Network. Copyright 2014. All rights reserved.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.